Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herber, and our game master is John Hook, and this episode is 25. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lively as his character, Cornelius Cuthbert. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stuart? Thank you, Tom. We fled from the Andaman Islands to Calcutta. Two weeks passed there as we rested and studied. Dr. Long started studying the Book of Ivan. He seemed a bit disturbed from his findings, mentioning something of contacting some sort of Asafakawa or something. Zeno researched astronomy at the library and noted Francis Wilson checked out a key astronomy book from there. He also found an old reference to a spider god of some sort, Atalaka or something, that was worshipped by some, including those back in the Adamant Islands. Philip wires ahead and telegraphs the proper authorities of Cynthia's untimely demise, skipping some uh, of the more terrible details. Mr. Baxter continues on, though, delving deeper into the madness by creating some sort of scrying glass infused with energies from God knows where. That too seems to take something out of him. I studied from the horrible tones we've come across as well and, and found some form of create gate. I wanted to perhaps help us if we ever got into another terrible pinch. Being caught back in the Adamant Islands was an experience I never wanna have again. There was something to that spell. I, I felt it staring in me, pulling power from all my surroundings. It, it almost felt good. It, it started flowing out of me to form what I thought was a gate, but, but it went horribly wrong. It, it kept pouring out of me, draining me. My God, what did it do to me? I've aged quite a many years. Dear, dear Lord. Dr. Saladin is showing interest in such magic now. I fear for him. Yes, somehow it even gets worse. Arlo is starting to worry the others. I am starting to worry for Arlo. What is he becoming? Is he in control or, or is whatever is in his back slowly consuming him? He disappears at night at times and returns somehow satisfied. Edith. She was the smartest of us all by steering clear of such foul tomes and magics. Breaking all this madness up for the best, I do believe, Philip Baxter got a telegram from Francis Wilson urging us to Northern India. We depart by train for a lengthy journey there. From there, however, we are pressed on to our surprise to Tibet by caravan across the Himalayans where Wilson awaits. Thank you, Cornelius. <clears throat> All right, so when you leave uh, uh, Darjeeling, you're doing so at the northern edge of the town and you're on uh, what looks like a ranch. Um, you see animals all about to include a, a, a large team of yaks. And there are uh, many 
there's like 20 porters who are with you. Uh, and these guys uh, help you load up the yaks with all your gear. And they are also acting as guides as um, as you exit the north in the north side of the ranch where there are no roads, you know, uh, a dirt road led up to the ranch on the south side. But you're exiting on the north side where it's just uh, some low grasslands leading into the Himalayas that are that are right there in front of you. Um, and the best that you've seen is is a is a very narrow goat path. And you are following this path as you begin walking in single file up into the uh, Himalayas. Um, You're fully did, packed with uh, with camping gear as well. Is there, are, we only have uh, porters and Sherpas, no, uh, Huntley didn't send any Englishmen? No Englishmen. It's uh, Sherpas and porters and the yaks. And they have uh, instructions to walk you to, I believe it's going to be pronounced uh, Lhasa, which is the capital city of Tibet, uh, which is uh, uh, fairly near, just on the other side of this mountain range. Walk, walk us. Walk you. Like, like with feet. Yep. Like yeah. feet. One. The Himalayas. Yes. Start with the left Walking. foot, then follow with the right. Well, and then you're, you're walking in the middle, so <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna take the lowest path possible. This is not the right time to age twenty years. Probably considered a uh, a pilgrimage for a lot of uh, Buddhists, Tibetan monks, and stuff. Do Do we have an estimate in days? of this journey uh yes they're looking at five days to uh to make this crossing so we have tents as well as furs and yes all the they have uh, all the camping gear they provided all the camping gear um and uh yeah this is a pilgrimage road this goat path and so there's probably said other people on it too huh uh there are no other people no other westerners uh, so it's it's uh, the six of you and uh, 20 Sherpas, porters, and um, uh, about uh, 15 yaks. Well, Miss Thomas, good things you're from the mountains. Yes, that's a, that's a quite a distance to cover in. A short amount of time we're going to be busy busy hmm. and uh, i believe we'll be burning the yaks done for our campfires how Should aromatic we'll smell lovely by the end of the journey i'm sure what do you suppose wilcox has that makes him wilson has that makes him such an authority that huntley will set us out with all these men and resources to hurry off to Tibet. He's a military man, yes? Wilson's an academic. Oh, I thought he was military. No, Wilson's, Wilson came, I, I, before my accident, left something 
to Wilson upon my death that sent him herring off right. before I was supposedly even in the ground. Uh, while you are journeying through the Himalayas, uh, through the Himalayas, it is uh, it is uh, the air is thin and quite cold. Um, I would like everyone to give me a uh, Constitution roll with a penalty die. Well, my O2 <laughs> became a seventy-two. So I failed. My 84 became a 94. Yes. Oh, made it. I made it fine. Oh, good. My 20 became a 50. Yeah, right there with you, Dr. Arlo. <laughs> uh, I got a zero, zero, zero. Oh, no very nice. I got a zero, zero, zero on the heels of aging you two will be very missed <laughs> farewell i don't i can't say the same for arlo but i will miss you cornelius <laughs> rented a car um through the course of uh, of the journey it becomes clear that some of you are just being overwhelmed by the thin air and the cold temperatures uh, if you failed your constitution roll, uh, lose uh, 1d2 hit points unless you rolled, unless you fumbled, in which case lose two hit points. Uh, and then uh, those who fumbled, they are thrown over a, a, a yak and are, uh, and are ported by yak for a while. You were going to say they were thrown over a cliff. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, because this is a pilgrimage road, um, the 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 camping is not as bad as you were expecting uh, because uh, yurts have been erected along the way, and uh, there are these waypoints, and you guys are able to stay uh, overnight in these uh, yurts, and uh, it provides uh, provides pretty good protection from the cold and the wind, um, but you do spend a great deal of time walking and moving. It's, it's not a, a leisurely amount of, uh, of time spent camping. You, you only stop long enough to bed down and, ah, Oh, there's the next yurt. You know, it feels like you're walking quite a ways. Um, uh, Dr. Augustine, uh, throughout this journey, um, the, the sunlight, and maybe it's just the, the great reflections off of the, the snow, the mountain snow, but it's really bothering your eyes and you, you find it easier to walk, uh, with your cap pulled down low and your feet looking only inches in front of you instead of up and, and ahead. Uh, but it's easy enough to, to stay following in line like that. On the third day, uh, while you guys are in a uh, in a ravine, in a narrow gorge, <clears throat> word is passed back from the uh, Sherpas that uh, absolute silence is required through this pass. Uh, that this is a uh, 
this is a, a a very dangerous pass under normal circumstances but at this particular time of year it is uh even more dangerous because of the accumulated snow and so uh, the sherpas are going to uh, do what they can to ensure that uh, everyone is silent as they pass through here. Uh, so each they're they're moving through the 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 this gorge is is fairly short on a on a geographic scale short. So um, they're actually taking uh, people and animals in small batches as they go through. Um, so they, they like pad and silence the bells that are on these yaks so they don't make noise. And, uh, and you know, the animals themselves are all kind of bundled up so that they're, uh, uh, they have uh, almost soundless uh, as they walk. So each of you will be taken individually uh, with an animal and a uh, and a, a couple of Sherpas uh, to ensure the silence. So uh, starting with Dr. Saladin, I would like you to make a stealth roll with a bonus die. Oh, one on my first roll. Yeah, well, then the <laughs> second roll is not required. Second um, roll is a 57. <laughs> so you make it through uh, very, very quietly. And uh, and there was much rejoicing. Yay, uh, Edith! It's your turn to go through. Oh no! That's um, my lowest roll was an eighty-seven. The lowest was an eighty-seven. The lowest was an eighty-seven. I doubt that you have a stealth uh, of 30, ninety, and I don't have the luck to make up the difference. Okay. And just she couldn't help yodeling. <laughs> Could <laughs> not help it. <laughs> Uh, during your trek through this narrow gorge, um, you do make a sound. What sound do you make? Um, let's see, we're, we're moving along and, um, <laughs> and that sneeze echoes up and up and you can start hearing some rumbling. The, uh, uh, the Sherpas, uh, grab the reins of the yak and, uh, start pulling them uh to the side wall i need you to give me uh let's see can't remember if hide exists anymore is there it's is not. a hide skill it's not no so let's replace hide with dodge dodge, dodge. Yeah. give yeah. me dodge. give me a dodge test oh that one i do make actually that's a hard yes okay excellent uh, so you get off to the side and there is a, uh, a very localized avalanche and you are able to avoid that avalanche uh, and then continue to move out and away. And, uh, and the Sherpas that are still with, uh, with the others who have not made the crossing um, stress the need for absolute silence. Dr. Long, it's your turn to cross. My 86 uh, became an 86. 
Hey, right. Mom, what noise quiet. do you make? <laughs> well, I probably this get is distracted easy. and I like almost step off and I like startle myself and go, whoa. All right. Make a dodge roll as, as a, a, a ton of snow is falling. 89. Remember me. <laughs> no. I don't even have enough luck. <laughs> uh, you are luckily only grazed and take only a single point of damage. Hey, I gotta get lucky somewhere, right? But the event uh, is harrowing, so uh, roll a sand roll. Okay, 22 is a pass on that. Okay, you lose nothing. You're good. All right. Um, so you continue on, and now it is um, Dr. Augustine's turn. Okay. Okay. 85. That was your Everybody's best roll? Rolling the same things. <laughs> that was my best roll. 86, 86, 85. Hey, we're getting better progressively as we do. Make a dodge. Yes. I rolled a one, so. Yes, my 25 dodge. Let's see if I can. You have luck, folks. 35. (laughs) I will spend the 10 luck to succeed. Very good. Very good. Okay. So you're able to uh, avoid the damage and. uh, and get through it's not as harrowing as if you if you're able to avoid the damage it's only if you get hit then you're like oh my god life flashing before my eyes <clears throat> all right cornelius oh, oh okay now now with all these avalanches is there a path left for me to take or there there no. is there is still a path okay all right here we go opponents die oh i make it with a 16 on the first roll very good. Very good. All right. And then bringing up the rear is uh, Myron Dexter, a.k.a. Philip Baxter. I have this theory that if I clench the pipe tightly with my teeth, I can muffle. It will definitely help. If you help. get buried, you can use it as a snorkel. <laughs> Sixty-four and nineteen—the narrowest of successes. Very good, very good. All right, this was not supposed to be that difficult. I can't believe that many people failed. That's that's hilarious. Uh, okay, uh, so you spend a, a few more days uh, traveling through the uh, Himalayas. It's uh, it's breathtaking, and and it literally also takes your breath away because you can't breathe. But uh, you finally kind of feel like you're on the descent as you're coming down from the mountains and uh, uh, you can see a plane up ahead and you realize, oh, thank God, Tibet, Tibet lies ahead. As you, That's uh, a, a flat plane, not an aeroplane. Correct. <laughs> you can see a ribbon of a, of a, of a, of a frozen river up ahead. Um, Dr. Augustine. Yes. Give me a con roll, please. 
71. Do you have an 80 con? Uh, I have 55 con. Ah, ah, I see. I see. Then that would be a failure. Okay. I, I, I could spend the look because I have the look, but I'm not going to. You're not going to. Okay. Nope. All right. There goes a yak. Um, awesome. So, um, Dr. Augustine, <clears throat> the, uh, the daytime, um, has, uh, has been really, uh, bothersome for your vision, for your eyes. There's just a lot of light, um, bl- almost blinding so much light. Um, and you find it so much easier to uh, have that uh, that knitted cap almost you know pulled down over your over your eyes down to your nose and that knitted cap you know the 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 cabling the knitting when it's right there against your face you can actually see through you know some of the some of the knitting and uh, and you find that that um, that level of filtering right on right in your face is uh is actually doing a a a very comfortable level of um uh light reduction it's it's filtering out the bright lights so you actually feel like you are more comfortable walking around in the daytime with that 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 wool cap kind of pulled down so it's right over right to your nose so that you can, you're just kind of looking through the, uh, through that cap. You've also started to notice um, at night, um, things are uh, brighter at night. Like darkness isn't quite as dark and um a lot of illumination is uh kind of being provided by i don't know it looks like people are glowing mm-hmm. we're gonna feast on the moon now I'm not, I'm not really. okay so um after uh uh, five and a half days of steady walking. You finally are in Tibet and you see uh, a, a small village up ahead, um, a town, you know, a, a small makings of a town. And, uh, and the Sherpas, uh, you know, are murmuring and talking and, and you guys hear uh, 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 Lahasa. So they keep saying Lahasa. And uh, and they, they seem quite pleased to uh, to see this destination, and the animals are kind of being uh, kicked and whipped so that they can trot a little faster to get to Lahasa. Professor Baxter, do you know where we're supposed to meet your friend? I I assume that. Uh... Anlay's men have instructions about where Wilson's gone. Is there an embassy up here? I don't know. 
This is the capital. It's, it's a capital, yeah. It's not much of a capital. Uh, I think it's magnificent. Just uh, inclement. All uh, the buildings look um, handmade out of um, found materials, uh, like, uh, you know, hand planed woods and things like that. And all the buildings are uh, no taller than a single story. So they all seem fairly small. Um, and as you're getting into the town proper, uh, now uh, the goat path has widened out and you actually see, you know, actual dirt roadways, um, although you don't see any uh, yet. You don't see any indication of like automobiles or anything like that. There is a building not too far away uh, with a flagpole outside and uh, the British Union Jack is flying from that pole. And the Sherpas are leading you towards that building. I suppose that must be the place. Um, Augustine, uh, have you uh, checked on Cuthbert lately? I want us to all seem in fine fettle when we uh, meet the local authorities. <clears throat> I, I I need some shelter. I'm I'm dreadfully frozen here. Uh, yes, uh, I keep it on him. I I wouldn't let my old frail friend go to waste. All right, then let's um, make our introductions and see if we can thaw out and if there's some decent brandy up here. All right. As you guys uh, approach this building, you can see a, a plaque outside is declaring it the uh, the British uh, Legion. And uh, of course, the Sherpas and everything, they kind of they're they're vanguarding. They're you know, ahead of you. They get to this building. And, and so people from the inside of the building are clearly alerted that there's a. Um, a caravan there's a group of people here visitors and uh, several people start coming out from this building uh one of the people is uh someone most of you recognize uh, uh of course uh miss thomas and dr augustine have not met this gentleman but uh out comes uh francis wilson um he looks a little different than when you last saw him um it seems that he's uh, lost some weight. Um, he seems, uh, you know, it hasn't been that long, but he, he does seem to have aged um, a little, not nearly as much as Cuthbert has aged. And, uh, and he's also dressed in uh, what looks like a pretty traditional Tibetan garb. Um, but, uh, but he comes out, and uh, and he has a pipe, and he sees the lot of you, and a and a big grin splits his face as he comes out, arms wide, and he goes, "Ah, my friends, welcome to Tibet," and he comes in to to start giving hugs. Would you remind me? I've, I've got his name written down, but how do we know who we can? He's the professor of Oriental Studies at Brown. Who, oh, left, okay. who left uh, Baxter's funeral in a hurry after and receiving we've, a packet. We've met him before? At the funeral. 
oh, met him right. at the okay. funeral. He received a special package from the late Philip Baxter. And immediately after Baxter was put into the ground, um, uh, he ran off. Yeah. Baxter's oh. eldest son uh, took him by car to catch a plane. And he was he was leaving. He was leaving town. He was leaving the country. No forwarding address. No forwarding address. Uh, and as he's approaching and he's saying, welcome, it's so good to see you. You now can kind of your ear picks up the fact that he's uh, speaking in a very distinct British accent. So, Wilson, it's good to see you and all, but let's get inside and thaw out so that we can have our introductions before our toes fall off. <laughs> very yeah. good. Come on in. Come on. Please tell me you have something warm to drink. Of course. Of course. Ideally, not a yak product. Oh, no. No, no. Yak dung tea is getting warm. I thought no, the green we... tea was bad. Oh, only the finest for you, my friends. Come, come inside. Where got the flavor from? Any, anything <laughs> to treat a little bit of uh, frostbite? I've seen to kind of. Yes. What about some blur, black tea? Black tea, yeah. Oh, yes. I still think I have some cream tea back here. Oh. I can't believe you hauled that all this way. <laughs> oh, just a few. Turkey sandwich. <laughs> coffee or anything but crane oh, tea. Oh, crane tea. I'll have some. Thank you. Coffee, my dear friend. Still a few bags left here. Uh, so perhaps over brandy and some, yes, hot drinks. Well, Wilson, you can explain why you uh, have summoned us. Why we're at the top of the world. Yeah, and and as you as you mentioned that you can see there's a there's a shift to his features as as a, a more serious demeanor uh, comes onto his face, and he's like, "Yes, there are many things to speak of," and he's he looks around. He says, "But uh, best to do that inside. Please come, 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 come." Follow. All right. Uh, and as you guys are uh, getting inside, the uh, Sherpas and porters are taking care of the animals and getting your gear unpacked. And uh, and uh, uh, Wilson says, uh, we have guest quarters here. The, the, the building uh, seems to be kind of sprawling and larger than you were uh, thinking it was. And uh, he says, we have uh, guest quarters here on site you are you're welcome to stay here and we will have your things brought in and and uh to your room so only you know the the best for our for our guests please come inside so all your all your possessions will be taken care of <clears throat> so you go inside and uh uh you're uh you have an opportunity to change into uh into more comfortable clothing, you know, warm clothing. The the interior of the building is uh, is uh, very warm. Actually, it's it's well designed to uh, kind of trap the heat in, and, uh, and so it's quite comfortable once you're indoors. Uh, and uh, he leads you all, you know, after you've had a chance to kind of freshen up a bit, and uh, he brings you all to like a. Uh, a den, you know, with comfortable chairs, there's a fireplace and you've uh, had uh, 
a warm drink and a little bit of food. And he's, uh, he's kind of, you know, gathering everyone together so that, so that you guys can, uh, can talk about, uh, your adventures. Um, as you guys are settling in, coming in and settling in, um, uh, Dr. Augustine, when you are uh, freshening up, everyone has their own room. Everyone has a private uh, guest room. Dr. Augustine, as you're freshening up, um, you get a look at yourself in the mirror and um, your eyes are just black orbs. Uh, there's no white, there's no pupil, there's no iris. Your eyes are just black mirrors. Do you want to continue to wear the cap even indoors where it's not as bright and not as uncomfortable? You want to continue to wear the cap over your face and just kind of see through the, the knitting of the cap or... Uh, do you want everyone to see your beautiful, large black peepers? Mm, no, I will continue. I will wear the cap because, um, yes, I don't want him to get even more suspicious. Of yes, and wearing the cap over your face is not going to draw suspicion at all. No, but they already think I'm going crazy, so with yep. the tentacles. So. Yep. So, yes, it can't hurt. Absolutely. Awesome. I just want to get that clarified. So, as you guys are gathering in the den uh, and everyone's like taking seats and stuff, at, at one point, um, Wilson, who's who's there greeting you guys and, and saying, oh, yes, please take a seat, take a seat. Um, Cuthbert, as, as you're coming in, um, Wilson uh, kind of um, kind of grabs your arm and kind of pulls you off to the side a little bit and, and shield, you know, with his shoulder, he's kind of shielding, you know, so he can have a slightly private conversation in your ear. And he says, so good, man. Uh, what's, what's with your, your friend, the fellow with the, the cap over his face. Oh, oh, he's, he's not feeling very well. He's, he's, He's suffering from some sort of condition that we're not fully certain of. And when we get back, we were hoping to get him to a doctor. Well, I certainly hope that he's not contagious. I, I don't know if it's contagious or not, but uh, we definitely keep an eye. Uh, we'll keep an eye on him. Well, very good. As long as you feel comfortable, I'm sure everything will be fine. Yes, well. I'm not ne I'm not necessarily comfortable. I, I am concerned, but uh, I don't think there's much we can do for him right now. Unless you happen to have some uh, hospital here that has a significant amount of uh, uh, research staff. <laughs> no, we, are, we are quite some ways from London, I will say. Even, even Calcutta. He does need help, but I think we can't do much for him here. But I don't yes. think he's contagious. None of the well, rest of us have anything near what he seems to be suffering from. All right. Very good. That's that's good to hear. All right. Excellent. 
Uh, then please have a seat. Oh, thank you. Uh, so once everyone uh, is seated and present, um, uh, he welcomes you and says, uh, my friends, thank you for making this journey. It, uh, it is of the you know, most dire importance that, uh, that we, that we defeat and, and confront and defeat the, uh, the terrible threats that, uh, that befall us. Well, what is the threat so far? We, we know there seems to be some sort of comet. Yes. I have, uh, I've been doing my own investigations. Uh, and so you can see that, uh, he has brought a, uh, a manila envelope with him. Um, his manila envelope that he got at the funeral was not nearly as thick as the, uh, uh, document packet that you guys received. His was, uh, quite thin. Uh, but, it, uh, he says, uh, uh, Poor Philip, God rest his soul. Um, he was, uh, he seemed to be uh, discovering something uh, threatening this world, some kind of uh, force um, in the form of a, of a comet uh, coming for us. And um, he, 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 he sensed this in his dreams. And so, um, he asked me to uh, to check it out, and so I, I've done just that. Um, my investigations took me to uh, Russia, and uh, uh, I was able to uh, smuggle out a uh, a document that uh, I think you might find interesting. Um, did Baxter's notes send you directly to Russia, or was that something that your own research led to? I was I received the tip from uh, from Baxter to go to Russia. Here, please take a look at this uh, at this uh, uh, diary entry that I that I discovered. December second, nineteen sixteen. I write and leave behind me this note in Petrograd. I shall leave life before the new year, my task unfinished. I was visited last night in a vision by the strange pale savage who acknowledged my power and did not mock me. Ibon's savage is very wise and he showed me many things to come. I saw also my own death, although the details were unclear. I have warned the Tsarina and have sent her my crucifix set with sacred stones given to me by Zakai. Is this Philip Baxter's handwriting? No. No. This, this is Rasputin the Mad. Aye. Well, no wonder the details of his death were unclear. It was a complicated affair. So, uh, Wilson, you this is you believe this is authentically a document left behind by Rasputin? I I do. I I also believe that 
there is a a, a ghost. Uh, uh, I've seen Rasputin uh, also mentioned him as the the father ghost. He believes that he is some kind of of agent of Ibon's. This is difficult to believe, but there are other realms of reality. There is one that is created by our dreams, and it is possible to visit this reality. And there are you know, even more uh, layers of, of research available uh, from there, which I have tried to ascertain and put together. But uh, that realm is becoming more and more unstable. No need to try to convince us of that. Uh, no, indeed. Um, the only person here who, well, I'm sorry, two of us have not been to the dreamlands in this party. Um, but uh, I, 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 in in the materials that Baxter left you, he did not include a, uh, instructions for making the elixir that allows one access to the dreamlands? Uh, no, I. that was something I had to discover uh, in uh, Rasputin's uh, notes. And uh, it took me quite a while to try and uh, concoct the brew. But uh, after several failed attempts, I was finally successful. And uh, yes, it's been... This has been a very long and, and difficult journey. As I as I know that you have been uh, scouring the globe, and and uh, it seems that uh, Philip, in his in his final wishes, implored you to as well make this journey, and so I I am glad to have the company. Yes. Well, um, Philip. Uh... Do you know how he met his end, ultimately? <sighs> ultimately, it was his heart, I believe. It it just simply gave out. No, uh, it turns out that Silas was a cannibal. Uh, Good heavens! Yeah. He, uh, he's in a madhouse, uh, as far as we know. Um, we found him hiding out uh, north of town in a rather rustic farmhouse where he was consuming the living brains of primates. Before he did that, he had an arrangement with Undertaker in Providence. Uh, my heart attack appears to have been faked somehow. I mean, Phillips. And That's utter uh, madness. Oh. Yes, only the beginning, I'm afraid. Uh, we have been studying this uh, celestial entity and calling it Nemesis, and you call the same thing as a thought. Do you know what the relationship is? It seems that this Nemesis uh, is is but a a fragment of this entity known as mm. Azathoth, and that it is a, it is a world-ending event, but it is possible through certain magics to divert 
this nemesis. Mm. I certainly hope so. I, I lean back uh, and over towards Dr. Long and, uh, and just whisper, um, Dr. Long, weren't you, didn't you say something about reading something about a contact as a flock or as a thoth in your reading? No, no, the Oh, oh, okay. Oh, those but eight. I mean, learning that this comet is an entity makes sense in an odd sort of way. Comets have predictable motions uh, dictated by gravity. This thing changes direction and the changes in velocity are make it more like a living thing than a celestial body. Such a creature coming to Earth would be catastrophic if it's if it's so vast in size. Yes. And uh, Wilson, do yes. you know the? Uh, I mean, Nemesis coming here is a world-ending event. Uh, but this Azathoth of which you speak, do you know, you, you say it's an entity. I, I've, been, uh, I've had the personal unpleasantries of dealing with entities uh, in the wrong way. What, what is the nature of this particular one? Well, the nature is just simply malevolence. Um, I believe it was the scholar known as Ibon, who predicted that this uh, starfall would destroy our Earth, and and according to Rasputin's notes, that it's this father ghost is some kind of agent who may be uh, looking to fulfill the dark prophecy that Ibon predicted. I think it would be important to stop the uh, this uh, this savage, if possible. For as as we strive to to divert and 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 prevent Nemesis from falling, I believe that the Father Ghost is going to assist and and direct it, if at all possible. Uh, according to my notes and 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 Wilson kind of gets a little agitated and he, he starts dumping things out on the table one of which is a map and he kind of starts smoothing it out and he says according to my notes I I believe that nemesis is going to be falling here and he he, he stabs his finger onto the map and it looks to be about 300 miles north of your present location um out in just this 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 valley this you know vast plain north of you um and uh and he, he's like you know repeatedly tapping on the map and he says this 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 place here the locals call it lang and it is it is believed that the the that nemesis will be falling here according to uh uh, uh the myth and legends that there is a a temple there that uh, you can you can use the 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 and focus the energies through that temple 
and you should be able to uh, to divert uh, Nemesis. Although, as you can see from the from Rasputin's uh, diary note, uh, it mentions the crucifix. I I have been unable to locate that crucifix, though. Please, have your journeys been more fruitful? Well, we were just texting back and forth. We seem to recall finding a, a jeweled crucifix back at the observatory. But we don't remember what the hell we did with it, or if we just left it there. No, because um, uh, uh, metagaming, um, uh, Dr. Saladin, Dr. Saladin, you had, you guys were getting ready to leave, and Saladin, you had this this urge come over you something was was pushing you and drawing you to go back into the building and search through uh i forgot the name of one of the uh the russians uh packs but you went through his personal belongings and then came across that jeweled uh crucifix and when you found it and you were gripping it there was something satisfying about it and you knew from your encounter in the dreamlands that you had that wish and and so it was kind of being satisfied it's, it's through that. Been in my that. pocket all this time. Been in your pocket this whole time. Oh, something's poking my leg. Oh, is this it? <laughs> and and if you yeah, when you pull it out, uh, Wilson seems to have this this uh, wash of relief, and and he and you can see he kind of stumbles and falls back into a chair, and and he starts to look pained, and he's like, ah. Oh, it's so difficult. And he, he reaches down and he, he starts pulling up his pant leg, his right pant leg, up to past his knee. And you can see that from the knee down, his leg is made of wood. And he, he twists and, and you hear a, a crack as he unlocks his, uh, his leg and he removes his false leg. And he's like, oh, oh my friends, I... I have waited and I've needed your help. It, the journey is something that I cannot make. I need you to make this journey. Go to Lang, find the temple, and you must divert Nemesis. 300 more miles. Huh? Is there... To do, I'm confused by the removal of the leg. Was was he stashing something in the hollow bit? No, it was just uh, indicating that he's his journey is at an end. His journey's at an end, and he's he's finally you know relieved that that the uh, crucifix has been discovered, and thankfully it is in good hands, and he has now passed on the information that he knows and paired it with you, and he feels like he can finally come to an end. He's like. Truth be told, I, I am a member of the British Intelligence Agency, and I have been uh, working uh, undercover. Information took me to, to Providence, and I, and I was posing as a professor in order to try and uh, gain any information I could. Um, our intelligence was telling us that uh, uh, Philip Baxter was one to watch that he was gaining information and, and in the process, I, I gained a friend, but you know, my duty 
my duty forced me uh, to to return and uh, and complete my mission. And now I can finally lay down that that burden. Well, I hope at least you can get carried over the mountain back to, to Calcutta, where your retirement will be a great deal more comfortable. Yes, yes, I will. I will leave with the next caravan and 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 head back south. Is, is I you, have one the, more crossing ahead of me. Uh, sorry, question for the keeper. Uh, having known him before this point, was it wooden leg new? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, so when he was in Providence, he had two legs. Uh, good. Good heavens, man! What happened to your leg? Uh, in the in my escape from uh, from Russia, uh, I was heavily injured and the infection was uh, taking over and the doctors had no choice but to take my leg. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Wilson. Oh, of all people, Cuthbert. Um, tell me this, Francis, if I may. Do you know any more than this letter contains about this pale savage or how he can be combated? I have only seen him once myself, and that was at a great distance. We have met him. him? We have met him in the library in Ulthar. We met him in the mountains of Montana. Where uh, the meteorite fell. Yeah. He uh, mocks us and interferes with us everywhere we go. And if he is, I was uncertain as to whether he was a harbinger of Nemesis or perhaps an ally that we had not yet met. It sounds as though he will need to be defeated. He may have been observing you as well to discover on what side of the of the of Nemesis were you going to lay either aligned with it or against it. Why would anyone be allied with a place that wanted to destroy its own world? They believe that it will be the world will be made anew again, and and only the faithful will survive the uh, cataclysm. What is your position with this? It's madness. If if Nemesis falls, the world will be destroyed. There will be no survivors. share that believe this needs to stop it needs to be diverted do do we have enough do you have enough equipment and supplies for us here to make such a journey oh yes we will uh supply you with uh uh more uh sherpas yaks and um uh i have I have a guide for you. Uh, his name is uh, La uh, La Brazing, La Brazing, and and he will he will guide you uh, to to Lang and and help you find the temple if it has, exists. Has anyone living been to La to Lang? Uh, no one uh, here has been to Lang. So this will be a, uh, an exploration uh, journey for you all. 
thing. Sounds. Is is there is there any more known of of such a place? Other than it is rumored to be quite inhospitable. That that is rather vague. Inhospitable it, it, in what a, meant? Yes, it's a tundra. It's tundra. a tundra that uh, that is quite inhospitable. Okay. We've been to bizarre evil temples before, so. Yeah, didn't always work out so well. And now we've got this to save us. Those well, texts to... that, that you all have been studying, they do not mention this Lang place? Yes, I, I read about Lang when we were back in Darjeeling, wasn't it? The library. Um, a place of the old ones, the ancient ones, whatever. Uh, just a really scary place they consider it. But of course, you think, you know, we're talking about the people who live, the, the indigenous people up here in the mountains, they have all sorts of superstitions, but maybe. We need to have a clear idea of what to do in, in getting there. We, so we get there, what is it exactly that we need to do? As, as with most of this, apparently I'm supposed to know what, what we're supposed to do, but at the moment, yes. it's just getting this there. Maybe there's something in the jewels on it that. Yeah, maybe realign some beacon or something that, that's attracting this thing here. It's odd that he seems to know how and where this uh, uh, great comet might land, especially being, as you mentioned, Dr. Long, it's, it's not following a, a singular particular trajectory. It's, it's, it's moving about randomly. Well, so how do we know where it's going to land? Well, it's not a comet, but I suppose there are magical means that lets one divine potential future events. It is the habit of prophets. How, how much you've changed, Dr. Wong, since we started this journey together. I've seen enough to fill a lifetime. An extra 20 years, one might say. So, doomed or not doomed, I think that we need to find our way there and somehow we might be able to stop it. The very fact that we're involved might be the thing that stops. Do we stop this grandfather ghost or father ghost or is he? And Wilson, you understand that the father ghost is the same figure as the pale savage? Yes. Now, I'm, I, I believe we've only interacted with this creature on a handful of occasions. Once we saw him in the library and he left behind a useful text as he tore off and then vanished. He left it not, you know, on a shelf, not. Yes, he, he, he left, uh, I pursued him and we got the Katha Aquadonan from him that led us to Yibzitil. The Those of you who have been reading the Book of Ivan, is the book of Ibon telling you what Ibon was trying to accomplish? 
And do you think the ghost or the, the father spirit is Ivan or his ghost? I believe uh, your understanding, Wilson, is that Ivan the prophet was attempting to help us to protect ourselves from, from this thing. The Ibon prophet uh, was predicting the, uh, the cataclysm. And the ghost seems to be aligned with Ibon and is wanting to facilitate and bring that cataclysm to an end. So that those who worshipped Ibon and, and, and those beliefs, they will supposedly be the survivors in the new world. But that's, that's madness. So that way lies madness. This trying to destroy our world. It's trying to destroy the world. So Ibon predicted was, it not to prevent it, but in, to in a herald it. sense. Yes. To, to herald it, to herald the Basifoth. Um, and he was in the mountains, the observatory, because of the fragment. Mm. And didn't he attack Zeb there or threaten him? Don't remember that. No, he threatened Zeb and in, in, uh, Zebedee and Ulthar. He threatened Zebedee in the market and Ulthar. Right. And we only saw him in the woods. Yes, I remember Mr. Cordova was extremely disturbed by the appearance of that man. Yes, I saw, oh, I saw him in the woods. He had a bone handled knife. Yeah. How could we forget such a fine striking and important detail as a so weren't, knife. weren't there weren't there wasn't there a whole priesthood that was like that oh no we were, the the people aligned with the Ipsithil. yeah so perhaps those those in line in league with the Ipsithil are aligned with those who want nemesis to come perhaps Ypsithil is aligned with this Azathoth? Well, wouldn't all the gods be aligned in some way? Since I don't see how you could have rival gods. It makes no sense. He worked for the Indian pantheon, the Greek pantheon, the Roman pantheon. The yeah, but they weren't really Viking gods. Pantheon. We're talking about something that's real in this case. I mean, otherwise, it's not really a god, is it? I think you've changed quite a lot, too, Saladin. Of course, well, I've apparently I'm about to adopt Christianity as my uh, as my religion. Mm. Well, you know, the crystalline nature of the jewels thereon might be a more chemical, alchemical, or physical component. Could than be the, could be the shape. Uh, crosses have actually been magical items since prehistoric times. The uh, coming together of two. They I'm were not also sure that we used have to, to understand it. They were also used by those uh, people of the Andaman Islands who try to sacrifice us to a spider. So, oh, yeah. I think I just remembered something else. I think that Lang Lang is also the place of the spiders. Oh, certainly Cynthia Baxter, or what? was Cynthia Baxter, was excited about the coming of Nemesis. Francis, do you know anything else about the Baxter children? I, I do not. Emma took you to the airport. 
<clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I've met, um, uh, Emmett and I, and, um, uh, I forgot the other son. I met the other son, uh, once briefly, but never met the daughter. Yeah. So you wouldn't get a chance to now, I'm afraid. Oh, no. No. Uh, is, among the many, um, peoples or tribes or what you have in these parts, there's nothing called anything like Chocho, are there? Mm, that does not seem familiar, no. Well, uh, Baxter's daughter, Cynthia, went off to the uh, Pacific Islands to do good, and fell in with a tribe of Chocho people, and uh, her mission came to a violent end, I'm sorry to say. Oh, uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. She welcomed the coming of Nemesis at the end of her life, as do those people. Yes, the, those are the deluded people. That's very sad. Very, very sad indeed. Let me take this opportunity to introduce uh, La Zhang. I'm going to call him La Zhang. Um, uh, instead of Brazing, I think I might be pronouncing it. So we'll say La Zhang. Let me introduce uh, La Zhang. Uh, he will be your guide. And uh, uh, he goes and, and he brings in a, uh, a Tibetan man. And uh, he seems to be in, uh, in his, uh, you know, probably late 50s or early 60s. Um, and uh, he seems very seasoned. And uh, he comes in and, and sees you all and, and nods and says, uh, and he has, a, he has pretty good English. And he says, uh, it would be my pleasure to, to guide you as we, as we look together to try and discover laying in this, uh, in this monastery, this uh, temple. Um, Lazang Wilson, what's the providence of this map? Do we know who made it? Uh, it, it's a commercial map that uh, that uh, Francis has been uh, drawing on. Annotating. So it's something probably aerial. Yeah. Not a lot and, of specifics, right? And I was saying, are you our guide because you've been into that area before? Uh, I am uh, native to this area and, uh, and I speak your language. Um, and so it was uh, only logical that I that I be your guide. Are there any dangerous tribes or anything on the way there that we need to be prepared for? Uh, the weather should be the most dangerous thing that we encounter, but um, there are some uh, Chinese patrols that uh, that could be out there. We should uh, be be careful of them. They they may want to try and uh, question us or detain us. Um, so it should. Should be, it would be a good idea to uh, avoid uh, any of the uh, the Chinese uh, military patrols. And have you ever heard of the Chocho? Uh, he stops and thinks, and he says, "Yes, I I have heard of that tribe, but uh, uh, they they're nowhere near here. Nowhere near here. They I believe that tribe exists to the east. We will thankfully be heading north." Thankfully, 
<laughs> uh, Wilson, do you have some sort of title in your uh, hidden capacity? Are you a colonel or some such? It doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, no, just uh, uh, just uh, um, intelligence officer. Um, Lazeng, has uh, Officer Wilson uh, told you that there are likely on this journey to be dangers that are not weather, animal, or unfriendly civilians? There, he has warned me that there could be many, many dangers, but uh, um, to, Tibet is, is uh, quite experienced with, with dangers and hazards. And Tibetans are 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 well suited for the task. We are a hardy people. Yes, I wish that we could all say the same. Actually, um, when are we set to depart? We should stay here and fatten up for a few days, I imagine, and rest our weary bones. Yes, you've you've just come from a very long journey, um, uh, so we will stay and and uh, leave in uh in another five days plenty of time for you to rest um uh, as and you too grandfather you should you should get met much rest as he as he goes to compliment cuthbert uh, not that old you feel like it though all right just point me in the direction of a nice bourbon and a bed they say, very good, very good. Please come come this way. And you guys, again, go back to your rooms and you're able to rest and relax for several days. Uh, like is, anyone, to... is anyone injured? Yes, I'm missing two hit points. Okay. In the time that it takes for you guys to rest before you go on your journey, you will be fully healed as long as you're only down by two or three points. Anybody else beyond two or three points? Just one here. Okay. I'm looking to um, to run into Augustine alone uh, in a hallway or oh yeah, some there's such. There's plenty of time for that. Yeah. Is he wearing a knit cap over the upper part of his face? Is he? Apparently so. Yes. Um. Forgive uh, the intrusion. After all, I am uh, uh, a hitchhiker and a dead man's body myself. Um, it seems as though the journey since we escaped the Andaman Islands has treated you ill. Um, and you, uh, I think, I mean, I understand that you and Cuthbert are friends and he is, um, loath to interfere with you but i think if we're about to go on a perilous journey we should understand exactly what each of our foibles are uh and uh we haven't seen your face since the mountain pass what's going on with you i am perfectly fine my dear friend i am going through my own thing I would rather not trouble you all. I just, you know, I don't, you... I'm no harm to anyone. I am just going for my own. 
It interests me personally uh, in that you are professionally uh, in psychology, that you should think that repeating the phrase, I'm no harm to anyone, would be a comfort yes. to anyone. On the contrary, the very idea that when we have not suggested that you're a danger, that you are comforting us, that you are not, is a cause for concern. Yes. Can I, can, I, can I look you in the eye and have this conversation? No, you cannot. Do you feel like you might, since you're going through a thing, as you say, might you be better off resting here in this comfortable circumstance rather than making a dangerous journey across a frozen plain? No, I need to make this journey. I need to prove that I am so strong enough. Hmm. Again, I have many journeys to be had, Professor. As a professional psychologist, you think that undertaking a life and death journey, on which perhaps thousands or millions of other lives depend, is something you should do to prove yourself. I think my time as a psychologist is over, my dear. Well, on, Don't the, you on, that, think? on that front, yes, I think it would be very hard to practice wearing that cap. It would be very hard to practice anymore. I've become something else entirely now. Someone else. So, someone or, or more than one? Someone but not Arlo Augustine III. Oh, I am Arlo Augustine III, but a new Arlo Augustine III. Maybe I could become, it would make no sense because that would be my child. What am I about with my child's name? But I could be the fourth now. <laughs> um, Philip Baxter, you can give me a spot hidden, please. Yeah. Can I give you a spot creepy? Uh, 58 is only a regular spot hidden. Okay. Um, you are now noticing um, in just little, little patches. So, you know, maybe on the neck, just kind of below the ear and, and maybe at the, you know, on the elbow or, or maybe right at the wrist, um, you're starting to see just little patches of, his skin is seeming uh, pretty dry. It looks uh, brittle and patchy, maybe even a little bit scabous. Um, uh, similar to uh, like a uh, like a psoriasis kind of kind of thing. But uh, it's just right now just kind of starting. Um, <clears throat> and it's really difficult to notice because um, even though the texture is uh, different, you know, it's not, it doesn't look like it's a uh, soft, pliable uh, skin like you might see, you know, anywhere. Um, those areas are looking drier and, um, and like I said, a little cracked and a little bit scabby. The coloring is still, um, still uniform. So it blends in really well. So it's difficult to see, but it looks like he's, he's getting a little bit of a, 
skin irritation in certain areas. Um, uh, and the uh, facilities here, of course, are quite primitive. There's not a sauna. There's not a they're probably pretty there's probably barely like a bucket of warm water for a for a, a sponge bath kind of thing. I mean, the uh, British uh, Legion building has uh, better facilities that you assume uh, don't exist outside of this building. Uh, but even then, you know, it's like uh, it's a communal shower room and things like that. And uh, the temperature is um, probably only just a little bit above uh, uh, lukewarm. Yeah. And we have it, of course, nobody's seen Augustine in the communal shower room. No. Case reasons. Yes. Um, well, uh, Augustine, uh, thank you for talking to me. I wish you, uh, I wish you felt you could be more direct. We are, after all, um, people who've been through a lot together and should have no secrets. But uh, rest up. It's going to be, it's going to be a difficult journey. My issue here is if I, if I show you. Well, uh, if I show you, you'll... No, I can't. No. I must be off now. I must go and rest. Yeah. So he's off to rest, and it's time for the big group meeting about what to do with Brother Arlo. He will not be resting, no. He will probably, he will probably barely sleep. I'll win. He's going to go have some Tibetan food. Just to bet. I, I don't know about the rest of you uh, folks, but I'm quite concerned with uh, Dr. Augustine's uh, changes of late. I don't trust him. I just, I don't like the look of him anymore. He's just got an odd nature about him now. <laughs> he seems so friendly. And he wouldn't let you give him a sponge bath, huh? He wouldn't let me see his face, more to the point. Because he's wearing that odd hat everywhere. That's so... Yeah. You know, the, the there's fangs. something wrong with the skin that I can see, and there's certainly something wrong with the skin we can't see. When we were on the Adaman Islands, and we fought off the spider lady, Arlo was fighting along beside can, us. Can we call her Cynthia, please? Yeah, Cynthia. Spider Cynthia. Um, Arlo is fighting alongside of us, and granted, he's growing some sort of bizarre appendages, but he hasn't done anything against us in so any way. You remember the, those things. They, they drank Cuthbert's blood. I forgot Don't about that. I don't think he would... He wouldn't hesitate to do the same again, I'm quite sure. I think that Augustine might have hesitated, but I don't think that the condition he's in now, he'll be able to prevent it. Well, do we are, those, are those things sentient? Do, do they need feeding? What and if they come after us next? I don't think he's always been like this. Something happened to him along the it, way. 
those those things seem to be seem to function when he is unconscious and at the minute we're concerned about things that are against nemesis and things that are for nemesis if whatever he is becoming decides that nemesis coming is beneficial to its progress and that the uh destruction of all of humanity beneficial then that presents a problem could he have something to do with nemesis was he like this before montana was he exposed so. to something not that but, i'm aware of in the islands he fought with the chocho and the spider cynthia with those limbs and they seem to know about it because remember they had him strung up yeah they'd pulled them off uh, stretched them out but it, it they might not be intelligent they might just be parasites reactive parasites that get very hungry in the cold northern plains well I mean, there's not the, going to be much food uh, on on the way between on the way to Lhasa, no animals went mysteriously to sleep that did not wake up. There were no nope. yak deaths. Nope. No, none of the yaks were killed. All right. So here's what I would think. We can't just go with him not knowing because we don't know what's up, right? We need to know. We need to know what will we need to have a confrontation with him. Almost I like an, almost like a uh, well, yeah, you you him hot around it. I've got an I idea. Think, I think we need to have a direct confrontation, but we need to be armed and we need to be able to offer him something. If he has to eat something, we all have to eat something. We just bring along whatever it is. If he needs rats or monkeys or or something, orphans. It's not us. It's not us. Or sherpas. Perhaps. Well, we no, find we don't them. want him to eat sherpas, but we could bring an extra cow along for him to eat. We eat cows. I don't think they eat cows in India, but or perhaps we can find a an additional. <laughs> trusty companion <laughs> to bring with us to life. We, we could bring a lot of caravans, bring livestock along. We, we could bring chickens or right. Yes, I suspect that our bearers might be uncomfortable if there's a, an extra handful of goats that we feed live to one of our own by we his tentacles. Oh, we, we could do it in a in a in a tent or something like that. We we could we could take care of Arlo. Arlo's still my friend. He he's sick with something and, and he needs help. But you're right. We need to confront him. His whole manner of behavior has changed. Have you been able to look him in the eye, Cuthbert? A while ago, but but before before we went to the Andaman Islands, he had the some and I, I wasn't going to mention it. It was more of a private issue, but I believe he's had this for quite some time, and it's getting worse. It, well, it almost sounds like it's it's taking control of him. Didn't you, Professor Baxter? Didn't he say something to you about how he's no longer Arlo or something to that effect? He described himself as a new Arlo, or what is that? It, Nothing. It's either he's either mad or 
this parasite is aren't, affecting. Aren't those them. parasites? Aren't there parasites that affect the brain and things like that? Change your functioning. Uh, there, are, there are fungus that impact insects that completely take them over. But we've not seen him do anything against us. I mean, except nibbling on Cuthbert. It's a very interesting exception you make there, Zena. Well, I'm just thinking he's our friend. He's been with us. He may be beginning. our friend. If he's not our friend, we'll shoot him. This from Montana. Our friend from the beginning was Zeb that he put away. Who knows where? He might be in a meat locker right now. Although I don't think so. I think this is getting worse, but he hasn't always been, and he might not be. I think a this danger. happened. Was he with us in the in the dreamlands? No. 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 I got, was. when I chatted with, with Arlo earlier, I, I got the distinct impression that when I I mentioned that the 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 growths within him seem to be unnatural and, and unholy, they seem to to almost take offense to that statement really concerned me. It's, I, I, like, it, it, it's the secrecy. It's, it's the, it's the, just the fact that he is hiding it so much. That is really what concerns me. Right. You say he's if our we, friend, but he doesn't, he's if hiding. If we his confront him, then we'll know one way or the other. Don't you think? Well, we can forewarned is forearmed. Um, in the, leather case there i have a small hand mirror that allows me to look at things that aren't present it came up a bit in calcutta i had a more successful experiment than cuthbert's it doesn't allow me to travel anywhere just see things uh i can make an attempt when we believe augustine to be shot in his private cell here tonight to watch him and see where he goes and how he behaves and how many of them there are. I'm and if thinking that we're waiting too long, let's just ask him. I mean, the worst that's going to happen is he's just going to suddenly turn into a monster and we'll kill him. We'll shoot him. But if he does, yes, that would be bad. That that's an bad. undesirable outcome. But it's much worse if we sit around and wait and not know. And it well, might it, waiting. It it might put him at ease. Uh, he seems to to be in fear of letting us know for what we might do. But if if we could force the hand, and he could see that we'd be willing to work with him on some level, this might right. be the best. Zeno, I, so, I think you've got a good point. So this evening we have dinner. We have. Uh, tea of various kinds we all bring firearms not fire someplace private i assume worn openly and then we say damn it augustine take your hat off or we will we know that you're something we you're you're not you're not hiding it from us very well and it's okay, as long as you're on our side. There is more in your philosophy, Saladin, than I understand. But if you would rather be direct about it, uh, that certainly is... Uh, I think if we had a spy in our midst, it would be much better to confront the spy than to let the spy keep going and pretend like, because you get a knife in the back. 
At this point, I don't trust going out into uncharted wilderness with the man. Well, we don't have to go far. There's not, I mean, this whole area, just go over in that field over there. And We're not going to do it outside. I'm not going to do anything outside. I think he just meant he didn't want to take the trip to Leng with him until the matter was resolved. Yes, that is what I mean. All right, we until dinner then. Okay. If you're a praying type, I suggest praying. Apparently I am now. So, dinner, then tea and guns. Hopefully he's not listening to all of what we just said so that he can't prepare for what to do. Okay, hold on just for a sec. Oh, the seven-armed monster. Okay. So you guys want to um, have an intervention with uh, Arlo at dinner? Well, when, when there's nobody else around. Sure. Which seems very possible. Yeah. Easy for you guys to... <clears throat> have a uh, dinner and and then kind of hang around while and then when everyone else clears out it'll just be the six of you um okay do we see arlo eat um yeah yeah i mean arlo eats he doesn't eat a lot but he he picks at his food yeah If there's a if there's a protein that the bloodier the protein the better, you know. But but yeah, he picks at his food. So you guys are now uh, in the cafeteria uh, alone. It's just the six of you. Well. Uh... It should come as no surprise to you, Augustine, that the conversation we had this afternoon did not entirely uh, arrest my concerns about your being travel ready. You're just gonna keep eating. Well, picking out the food. I think we'd all feel much more at ease if you could look each of us in the eye and tell us that you were a member of our team and ready to brave the plateau of Lang as one of us. I'm going to be honest with you all right now. The main reason I am not showing you my eyes is because I do not know what you looking into my eyes will do to you. I am hiding my eyes for your safety, okay? Well, we've, we've known for a while now that something is happening to you. And all that we're concerned with is that you're on our side and you're not going to eat us in the middle of the night. Why would I eat you? I felt bad when I had 
on Cuffman. I didn't want that to happen. We don't know. If as long as you're keeping this big secret, we don't know. I don't need to tell you much about it. Then you, you can't go with us. Yes, but you all you all know it's no real secret. You know what the things going on with me, but I I don't even know what they are. So well, how can I tell know, you? We what need they to know are. what the extent is so far. And and you want you to know the accent. You want to know the accent, is it, Zena? And he takes off his shirt and shows them all his back. So down the sides of his spine is a, a flap of skin. And then from that flap of skin on either side of his spine, you can see some of the tentacles, of which there are numerous ones, thin tentacles they just kind of come out all up and down the spine and they kind of peeking out of the flap a little bit but then they recede a little bit how long were you born this way no sometime after the war and since he's taken his shirt off you can also see like on his rib cage he's got areas of uh really dry almost scabby skin and some of the some of those scabs have have come off either through just the abrasive action of putting and removing clothing or something but some of that abrasive uh, or some of that uh, patches have uh, <clears throat> have flaked off and you can see there's a strange mottled uh skin tone underneath that's kind of revealed from that uh, those uh, scabs that have come off. So a question for the keeper and perhaps for uh, Arlo. Uh, from the last time I saw it uh, several episodes ago, has this noticeably spread or yes. does it look just the same? Okay, no, so it's, this... it's, it's more extensive now. So uh, Arlo, dear friend, I, this this is growing you have to know that this is this is replacing so much of your former human self yes i know i know Cuthbert. i know i am probably dying no i do you have any I, idea how this has started did somebody put a curse on you well, Cuthbert remembers the war very well. It might have happened during or it might have happened after. But there are, there are some hazy moments from my memory that I don't even remember. I missed the birth of one of my children and I can't even remember why. Yes. How do you feel mentally? I mean, other than concern over what's happening to you, do I've you? I've come to learn. I've been trying to control the, these things, and I've become more free in my mind, knowing that I am probably doomed to die at some point, sooner rather than later. The, um, do you do you look at the? Uh 
changes you undergo, or do you ignore them? No, I look at them. I monitor them. I make notes on them. So the areas that are being revealed, you have sensation there? Yes. It doesn't seem so much that you were dying, and it's that you are being transformed. But is it the human that's dying and the I would, I would assume so, whatever. I don't know what awoke whatever is going on within me, but I am no threat to you all. Well, if I was, I would have done it a long while ago. Then here's a couple of questions. One is, you look very conspicuous with your face covered. Is there something wrong with your eyes? Have they changed in some way? They are black, pure black. That's rather conspicuous. We could find some sunglasses or something. Some this sort part of, of the world, stuff. everyone needs eye protection. Well, yes, yeah, from uh, the, the sun glare, I mean, the, the snow glare. Do you, do you feel any sort of dietary change? Maybe if you were to come with us on this journey, should we prepare certain food for you that might be different than what's appetizing to us? Well, as much as I hated do well, me personally hated doing it, I was feasting on some of the alley caps. Well, they were anyway. Just small Yes. It's not my doing. It's they feast on... Uh, see, this is, uh, this is part of my, my concern, Arlo. You're saying you are not a threat to that, threat to us, and I believe that. It is what you are becoming. It is what's taking over. It is these things that have latched onto you doing us harm that I'm concerned about. Feels like yes. a curse. Seems like a curse. Which is while, while I am in control, I want to get this journey over and done with because if there's something I can do before I lose control, I will do it even if it means sacrificing my life for you all. But I'd rather get this over and done with. And if it comes to it, I did tell Cuthbert to put a bullet in my head a long while ago. Chickens. Can you eat raw chickens? I, I would assume so, yes. Seems like it would be more useful to eat lichen as we're traveling over barren landscape. Uh, I appreciate that you wish to end it before they take control, but what if they don't give you advance warning? That's why, as per duty, I did tell Cuthbert to keep an eye on. Cuthbert is uh, a frailer man than he was a fortnight ago and loves you like a brother. Maybe you should have approached someone who would be less sentimental about it. Yes, but 
me and Cuthbert go way back and I know Edith looks at me with disgust. I think if you turn into a monster, we'll kill you. We have to have some risk in this case. Well, yes, I don't expect but, you to let me murder you all if I turned into it. But if you wear a hat and some sunglasses, if we can find it, and your regular clothes, I don't think you look any different than the rest of us, as long as you're covered up. Heavy coat, nobody will notice. And who knows? I mean, you fought off some of those spiders with your appendages. Maybe it'll come in handy. Exactly. That is why I have also been trying to learn how to, I have been able to get them to move with some of my movements and move with some of my forms. And maybe it's a curse. Maybe we'll find a way to remove the curse. Well, I see if, does this scare you at all? <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> see, the thing is, I've had this for such a long time. And it's only since we started this journey that it's gotten worse. Well, that's another matter that concerns me, you see. This was lying dormant in you. Sorry, Miss mm. Thomas. I can't hear you. Speak up. I'm sorry. What was sorry. That? I was agreeing with you, Professor Baxter. I was about to express the same sentiment. If this has been lying dormant in you, so be it. But all of this business with Nemesis and such seems to have awakened it. Perhaps That's it's concerning. A, perhaps it's approach is calling to it in a way. Perhaps yes. the uh, pale savage and your um, extra parts are part of the same welcoming committee. Yeah, no. How do I... we know when, when things get ugly? I, I'm, I fear that things will be out of your control, Dr. Augustine. I don't, you don't disgust me, you frighten me terribly. But, but logically, you could say the opposite as well. The very fact that somehow we've been gathered together and sent to stop this thing, so has he. So maybe Dr. he's Long, supposed to be there. You can explain, I assume, that error in Dr. Sullivan's thinking, this magical notion that uh, if only we gather all the right party together, we can make it to the Emerald Island or whatever it's called. Right. Yes, it's all chance. There's no great fate drawing us together. And if there's anything, uh, I have not seen the Pale Savage with us since Arlo joined our midst. Perhaps he no longer needs to keep such close personal tabs on us anymore. Hmm. He doesn't even need to be a appear to us in order to do it. Oh my. I feel my temp whatever's going on with me. I feel it is against what is going on. Dr. Augustine, will you accept a vote? Those of us who vote for you to come with us and those of us who vote for you to stay, would you accept the outcome? I would, but it wouldn't stop me from treacheringing out alone. Well, I vote to have you stay with us. 
we'll make contingencies of some sort. And I'll shoot you or stab you if you actually do anything dangerous. Uh, I think we know where you stand. I just want to save this through to the end. I, I fear that I must vote in the negative. I, I fear that you, whatever convictions you may have may be lost as these things increase their takeover of your body. Fear the same. Uh, let me ask you this, Augustine. When did the uh, uh, appendages, when did they last feed? Uh, I I just feed every so often. It's not. It's not a. It's not a everyday thing. Do you feel their hunger? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Can they? receive sustenance from anything other than living tissue? Uh, if it's dead meat, whatever, yes, I would assume so. As long as it's meat. Dead but like fresh. Cooking. Yes. And they, they do as I say, they they haven't gone on a rampage killing little children. They've just killed with small animals. Again, the things you say that are meant to be comforting. <laughs> I, I, I do it apologize. Seems, it seems I, as though the alien sensibility has already become evident. Clearly, if we thought that they had been in a rampage eating small children, we would not be having a polite conversation. But burning you on the tallest pyre we could we could manage with yak dung. I'm sure. Do they behave you more readily when they are well fed or when they are hungry and weakened? They behave better when they're fed. They are currently well fed. How are they currently well fed? There have been no cats since we left Calcutta. Just from bits and bobs. Maybe a bird or whatever. You're not sure? Burbs. Out of character, I don't know, but in character, probably burbs. <laughs> birds. 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 So, Dr. Long, Ms. Thomas? I think you're the tiebreaker, Baxter. Not a position I would have um, put myself in. Um, good heavens. Uh, I accept. Nice. <laughs> Dr. Augustine, that you mean what you say and that you will follow us whether or not you are welcome. 
And so I think that we are all safer if we welcome you, make provisions for the care and feeding of your parasite, and uh, you accept a degree of supervision. Barring that willingness to be supervised, I think you'll have to understand that we could not be expected to trust you. And on that note, I think we should see your face. Well, you have been the one who has wanted to see it the most, so I'd rather just be on one person. Be careful. Yes, he said that. Do you have some reason to believe that it has a little effect? Do you startle the cats with your black eyes before you I startle them? myself. That's actually the most comforting thing you've said yet. So we'll all look away. <laughs> so only Baxter looks into uh, Arlo's face? Mm -hmm. I look too. I look away, but I'm looking. Okay. Anyone who does look at Arlo as he removes his hat, please give me a sand roll. Oh, shit. Oops, sorry. Ah. 32. I am fortunate. Okay, that, that is a fail. <laughs> ah! It's not it's not terrible. A pass is lose zero, a fail is lose one, as you see Arlo um with these just black orbs for eyes. Uh and the skin around his his eyes is uh looking very dry and brittle. Oh, Arlo. Any uh, indication of a mocked flesh peeking out around that? Uh, no, the 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 uh, brittleness would have to be like peeled away, and it, it hasn't been. And the eye, the eye is still human shaped. Uh, still, yeah, it's still human shaped. It's just completely black, and he can blink his eyelids, and it's just a black orb under his eyelids. He did warn us. Um. Yes, okay. I think I think we should get you some dark glasses. It'll be less discomforting. But uh, for now, the hat. And uh, I appreciate the gesture of trust. Um, we'll we'll all ask, we can just say that he's got snow blindness and he needs to cover yep. his eyes. Uh, so a couple days later. Um, Lazang uh, says uh, the 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 caravan is ready. We are ready to to strike out and head north. Did we find him some sunglasses? Yes. There was a Ron John shop by the mall, and you were able to get him some sunglasses. I, I brought it up because I did look it up. They've had sunglasses since the 1700s. Yes, in Tibet, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> well, this the kind is pretty bottles. ancient. <laughs> Say that again. The, I think the, the the glass kind is modern, but the slit kind is old. Oh yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they have from ancient stuff. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a glass. It'll be a an eye covering that has just a slit in it. So. 
Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's bring this episode to a close as as Lazang uh, has prepared the caravan and uh, the troop is ready to reunited after having this this uh, uh, strange interaction with uh, Dr. Augustine. You guys are reunited again and, and ready to to trek northward. Fantastic. Our players included Josh Harwood, Morgan Llewellyn, Holly Buto, Stuart Lively, David Gaswin, myself, with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.